Prostitution is one of the oldest professions known in America, dating back to biblical times. Today, it is estimated that over 1 million people have worked as prostitutes in the United States, and this number doesn't include the number of workers outside the country. Prostitution is illegal in the United States, which means full criminalization over every person involved if caught. Although this is what the law entails, the policy, like most others, is flawed. The laws make it so usually only the prostitutes will be punished due to how expensive it is to investigate all parties and lack of manpower in law enforcement. The laws make it so the workers can't report any violence or injustice taken them during their job without the fear of being arrested or fined. People argue whether prostitution should be decriminalized or stay criminalized. Hello, my name is Mallory, and today we will be talking with Annie Castingay on the laws that govern prostitution and sex workers today. Annie, in your paper, you stated that there are no clear arguments to criminalize or decriminalize prostitution because all end results will lead to serious harm to all parties involved in the industry. First, when talking about prostitution, what are some things you'd like listeners to know about the issue? First and foremost, the biggest concern about prostitution is the possibility of it leading to human trafficking, which sadly it does. But the first issue is that human trafficking and prostitution are two very different things. In Kathy Dyson's Modern Day Slavery, Dyson states that you stop being a prostitute and become a human trafficking victim when somebody controls you. So first, they should know that a lot of women choose this work. And these women are in dire need of money, usually. Many prostitutes come with broken pasts coming from abusive families and drug-filled homes, and most prostitutes are young women and teens, the most naive group of them all. And women who have children, they need to support them, so they really aren't worrying about if their job is the most moral thing. What laws govern prostitution around the rest of the world? Well, in Juno Mac's TED Talk, The Laws Sex Workers Really Want, Mac goes through all the laws that govern sex work all around the world. And the first is full criminalization. And this is what we have in the United States. And this is when all, par- all parties involved are punished. This is the law that governs just most places. And it doesn't work because they would rather break the law than see their children starve or keep keep them without a home. And this just isn't right to them. And the next is partial criminalization. And this is when things like brothel keeping and soliciting are illegal. Amy, What is brothel keeping for listeners who don't know? Well, brothel keeping is when two or more prostitutes work together or work in a, like, own little business, kind of like a strip club, but, you know, like, they work there. And by having things like brothel keeping and soliciting illegal, it makes room for women to make riskier decisions. Things like women in Britain waiting in so elicited woods and there's been many accounts where a, a sex worker has been stabbed to death and also working together with other prostitutes makes it safe for riskier clientele abusive men and just men who aren't safe to be around
the next thing that governs law prostitutions is the end demand approach. And this is when the buyers are charged. And this gives an opening for more riskier men to pay for these services and keep the prostitute on the street because these prostitutes are forced to lower their prices because the buyers are afraid that they will be put in jail. And then the final is legalization. And this is what governs some areas in Nevada in the U.S. And this isn't a great model for human rights. Certain regulations and checks are enforced, and these are purposely made expensive so the women cannot afford them because they want to keep them off the streets. They're already on the street because they need the money, so when they can't afford a health check, they would rather work illegally than not make the money they need for their children or themselves. And then finally, what all prostitutes want is full decriminalization. And this means that the prostitute and the job itself will be like any other job in the U.S. And this is the laws that are in New Zealand. In your paper, you stated that most sex workers are women and most buyers are men. So not only is this a moral issue, but an issue involving the exploitation of women and sexism. And personally, do you think that in the climate today, could it get any better in this political climate of the rise of um, the rise of getting people to get their voices out more? Like, why was this put in your paper? Why did you exactly get to this point? The reason I said this is because, like any other women's rights issue, the women the women should have the right to do whatever they want with their bodies, or it's either they either get whatever they want to do with their bodies, or people think that we should put some limitations on what they can do, kind of like abortion. And I feel that the women should be in charge of their own bodies, and people shouldn't criticize them for having to do this work. Most of the time, it's survival for them. So I think the reason I really made that a point in my paper was because I wanted readers to know that, you know, these these women, it's it's a big group of people that have kind of been put in the back row throughout history. We've had to fight for a lot of our rights. So continuing this struggle, these women shouldn't be deemed as fallen women just because they have to choose prostitution as a means for survival. Um, Annie, our time's almost getting cut here, but since you've written this paper, have any of your views changed on prostitution or the entire look, outlook on it? So first, in the conclusion of my paper originally, and kind of what I still think, I think that it's unfair for people have to sell their bodies as a way to make a living. I feel like it's so hard in our world today to make ends meet. It's very difficult for a lot of people. And a lot of these prostitutes are, like I stated before, young women, teens running away from their homes. Or you have the minority groups like immigrants and the transgender and LGBTQ plus community. A lot of them have to turn to that because they've been kicked out of their homes or society doesn't care about them. So I would say that I think that most young people listening today would probably agree with the full decriminalization of prostitution because growing up, I feel that 
most of the entertainment industry, music, movies, and TV, are always talking about sex. Right now, I feel like people are more open to talking about it. And in, in my research, that was also brought up a lot. And I feel like it shouldn't be some taboo thing that we don't want to talk about because it happens all around us. We just don't know. Annie, what should people take away from this talk? Prostitution is part of our history. And the main goal of this talk today is for people to understand that whatever view you may have on this issue, the real concern is the safety of the human person. Many women who are stuck in this work are taken advantage of or detached from the world. Prostitution also doesn't leave out a risk for human trafficking. They are forced to do this dangerous job because they cannot find another job. To do anything, you need the money. So should we see these women or choose this profession as a lost cause? No, we should, rather than ignore them, help them. Well, thank you so much for your time, Annie. And that's all the time we have today. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you so much for that insightful talk you just gave to us.